Good morning and happy Sunday. Welcome to our November 3rd, 2019 service from La Jolla Presbyterian Church. Today, Reverend Eileen Van Giesen is preaching. Eileen, formerly Eileen Moran, was on the youth staff here at La Jolla Press 10 years ago and is now an associate pastor at Christ the Costa Presbyterian Church. Eileen's sermon is titled, Love First. It's the eighth week in the fall sermon series titled, Stranger in a Strange Land, Finding Hope in First Peter. Today we're looking at First Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Peter tells us that if we lead with love, it covers a multitude of sins. If you would like to connect with our church, you can find our website at ljpress.org. We hope to see lives transformed by our relationship with Jesus, and we strive to be a place where you experience and are able to express that transforming love of Christ. And now here's Eileen with Love First. Well, a very good morning to you all, La Jolla Presbyterian Church. It is my great pleasure to be here with you all. The last time I stood on these steps was the first time a robe which I did not bring with me today, was placed on my shoulders by my parents, and I got to celebrate with this congregation, and I am just really, really grateful to be with you. Um, I love seeing what you all are up to. I got to read through all the bulletin, so it was read today, so (laughs) check to our writers. And so this morning, we are continuing on. I get to jump right in with Pastor Paul and keep preaching on 1 Peter this morning. Peter is wrapping up his counsel to the church and making his closing benediction, which sums it all up. But he is a pastor, so there's still going to be another chapter and another letter to come, because so, uh, we like to talk. So hear the word of God this morning. We are in 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever Amen. Please pray with me. Lord God, this morning we ask that you would quiet our minds, open our hearts to hear your word, to hear your truth. Father, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross of Christ and that your words would come through this day. Amen. A few years ago, I was having a conversation with a dear friend of mine. And he asked me, he said, if you get to the end of it all, if life is over and it ends, and you find out you were wrong, and there's just nothing, it just ends, will you regret living in the confines of your faith? Now, 
That was a tough question that I did not answer right away, although I did have a knee-jerk response to that question, but I really wanted to sit with it and think about it. I've returned to that question every now and again because I think it's a good question to consider, but my answer hasn't changed, and my answer was a definitive no. I would not trade in this life, this faith, or any of the adventures I've had because of the church, because of the people that I've met, because of the love that I have shared, and I mean that in the communication sense of the love that I have received and also the love that I have given. I have lived in a community wherever I've gone, and I have traveled this world And I have gotten to know people who also want to connect with a loving and gracious God who calls us to dwell in love, kindness, mercy, justice, and peace. Because of my faith community, I have friends around the world, as some of you do in this room. We share the same friends in Malawi, in Belize, in Australia, Belgium. I've known wise and radically loving people who are creative and talented, and they use those gifts to further the good news of the kingdom of God. There isn't anything else that I'd rather be motivated or called to do that didn't start with love. And that is directly because of God who first loved and has invited me to be a part of that. We individually and collectively are called and then urged, sent by the author and perfecter of love to get in the game, to plant the seeds, invest in the lives of others. We are called to love and think like Jesus Christ. And that is what the apostle Peter this morning is asking us to do. See, Peter is summing up the letter and he says that the end of all things are near. That soon Jesus Christ is going to perfect absolutely everything. But before we get there, the most important point of it all is love. The most important part of life is love. He says, maintain constant love. Love covers a multitude of sins. See, we fully love people when we accept them in their current state, whether that is full of joy or sadness, whether they have it together or not. I have a little note on my desk that says, tacos fall apart. And everybody loves tacos. (laughs) That is pretty good. (laughs) Are we able as the church to accept people and the reality of what they are at the same time as what they hope to be and recognizing that there's space in between? We can be people that hold space for others and ourselves to be vulnerable, to admit that perfection is an unfair illusion and an unattainable goal. 
So I want to pause there because I have said a lot already, and I recognize that what I've said is a really tall order and not one that we, you or me, have the ability or the energy to do on our own. We are empowered by the Spirit of God in our hearts, and that is what makes us able to maintain constant love and to get creative and to dream up really fun and hospitable ways to include all of the people in this world that maybe like us sometimes feel like strangers in a strange place. In fact, I don't know if you all are aware, but you have an opportunity today and it is not too late to be that person that first Peter is saying, get out there, get in the game, go give a kid a a ticket. Help them pick them up when they get knocked over playing that that ball soccer because it's much harder to get up. The people who have fallen are nodding with me right now. Notice verse 7, though, before we can jump in that game, starts out with prayer. Serious and disciplined prayer. Who can we think of that modeled that? I know Pastor Paul likes to ask you questions, and once I was on that side in the pew, and I was like, what's the answer? But who modeled disciplined prayer for us? Jesus. Yes, good job, choir. They were with me. I heard them. (laughs) I wanted to give you that answer, too, because those questions always made me nervous. So Jesus, that is the answer. Jesus had this incredible disciplined prayer. Remember how many times throughout Scripture... In moments of suffering, moments when Jesus himself, the Son of God, felt depleted, tired, overwhelmed by the demands of followers and people that really, truly were hurting. And they had great needs. And Jesus withdraws and he connects with God in prayer. So be serious, my friends, and disciplined for the sake of your prayers. Prayers that connect us with the divine inspiration and energy to be able to love God and our neighbors. See, Peter, he was writing to a community in flux. What comes next? That was the question on a lot of their hearts. Perhaps we too are unsure at this moment of what comes next. The diagnosis, the job loss, the unexpected death of a loved one. It's made us feel lost and disconcerted. But in those exact moments of uncertainty and anxiety and grief is where the absolute hope of this community, this community that Peter was writing to, but this community of La Jolla Presbyterian Church is empowered by the very Spirit of God keeping us encouraged to keep on loving, to keep being welcoming, to keep being the body that we are called by the one who loves us most in this world. I will always define Emmanuel over and over and over again for the church. Emmanuel, God is with us. That is not past tense. That is present tense. Jesus Christ, through the Spirit of God, fills us so that we can love. But first, we are beloved children of God. 
And when we know that, when we know that we are God's children and that we are loved, our present becomes vastly different and our future hope becomes here and now reality. And we begin to live differently than the rest of the world. We begin to live lives as if those who are intimately loved by God. We begin to see those closest to us and neighbors and even complete strangers through the eyes of Jesus Christ. When you have faith, when you have love, you experience the world or an individual or a cause as having infinite value and depth and beauty, even in their imperfections. So how do we engage in the world? Hopefully, through love. Like the Apostle Peter, who's inviting us to live in light of future hope, realizing our present reality may not be ideal. What we believe about our future makes a difference in how we live today. What if we started seeing the world in terms of all the bad things becoming undone? What will the new reality look like when God perfects and makes right the entire universe? Friends, the good news of that future hope is that it is available to us right now here today. Jesus, over and over again, he talks about it almost more than anything in the New Testament says that the kingdom of God is here and now. Jesus was saying that. If he knew there was this place that we were all going to someday, he might have said it in those terms, but he didn't. He said, it's here, it's now, it's today. Start living as if we are already walking on the streets of gold. In the ways that we treat people, in the ways that, that we encounter people, we can start living the good life, the kingdom life of love and hospitality and grace today. On first read of this text, I had a different title for the sermon. After I sat with it for a while, I was like, well, obviously it's love first. But I was going to do um, a title that I didn't feel totally right with. But I was going to title this sermon, You Do You. That's a, the kids are saying that these days. Um, and see the kids, they were with me, okay. So in verse 10, Peter instructs us to be our God-created selves to one another. Whatever your gifts, use them to be a blessing. Use your passion, your ability to further the kingdom here and now. See, your gifts are different than mine. You and I were created. The people that you encounter on a daily basis, I may never have the opportunity. I'll never forget, there was this one day in college. I was having a really rough day. Probably had gotten a bad exam on a paper. To be really honest, I don't even remember why it was such a bad day. But I remember, I was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks. I don't have any money, but I'm going to get a latte because that sounds really good right now. And it's been a really bad day. And that will just give me some piece of comfort. And I remember just standing and, you know, when your shoulders are just slumped and you're done, you're tired, you're hurt. And there was this barista in Starbucks and she was having the opposite day. And she was talking with everyone and she was making the coffee. And she kind of made this life very appealing to me. And, and, and she knew everybody by name and she knew their drink orders and she was asking about their kids. And she was just having the most wonderful day. And I walked up and I placed my order and she walked away from the register and then she came back and she handed me my latte and I went to hand her my card. She's like, no, 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 you just look like you could use a latte on the house today. So 
I'm a crier. <laughs> I just like started, I burst into tears and I was like, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for, wow. Like, how did you know? And, and, and all of a sudden I, I remember walking out of Starbucks with my free latte and just feeling good feeling seen, feeling honored. And, and I don't even know why it was a bad day anymore, but I know that my day turned around and I never forgot that woman. And I, it wasn't a Starbucks that I actually frequented, but I remembered a few months later, I was back in that neighborhood and I thought, I'm just going to go in that Starbucks. And sure enough, she was there and I waited in line and the mood was a little different. And she wasn't that same like bubbly barista that she had been that day. And I walked up and I gave her my drink order and she took my card and, um, and she came back and I said, could I just one second? Um, I was in here a couple of months ago. I was having the worst day and, and you served me and, and you actually gave me my coffee for free. And I just want you to know, I haven't forgotten that. It meant the world to me and it turned my day around. And, and I just wanted you to know that you really were a light in my, in my day. And I kid you not, she gets tears in her eyes and she goes, I was just having the worst day and now it's the best day. I don't, I, if I ran into that woman, I'd have no idea who she is, but the impact, I'm not talking global scale. We all need to leave today and go on a mission trip. Although if we did, that would be great. And if you feel called, let's do it. Um, but be you. Be you who is connected to the spirit of God, who is loved by God, so that when you go out and you encounter other people and you love them, you pave the road of the kingdom. Brick by brick, one at a time, it makes the world a better place. Who you are is fearfully and wonderfully created in the image of God. You are uniquely qualified to love all those whom you encounter. All of us together, look how many people are around in this room. If we go out and we're loving and we're gracious to the people that we meet in school or at work or at yoga or at CrossFit, if that's your thing, um, you have the opportunity to make this community a brighter and more love-filled place. Pastor Paul and Pastor Scott and I, we're limited. We're just three people. We don't have the capability to be in all the places that you are. All of our gifts are unique to us, and we have to live out those unique calls. Another pastor who I was very excited, and and I recently went to the movie theater and and watched the documentary on his life, and about four times turned to my husband during the movie, and I said, do you know he is a Presbyterian pastor? (laughs) Mr. Rogers put it this way. As human beings, our job in life is to help people realize how rare and valuable each one of us really is. That each of us has something that no one else has or ever will have. Something inside that is unique to all time. It's our job to encourage each other to discover that uniqueness and to provide ways of developing its expression. Friends, the Apostle Peter brings it back to us and what we must do. Love first. Whatever you do, let the very love of God inspire you so that the result glorifies and honors God. This church loves well. I have personally witnessed and I am a legacy of this church. I'm the legacy of the love that you all have shared, the welcome. 
So keep loving one another constantly and serving each other and your neighbors with the gifts that you bring to this community. If you are great with kids and think they are hilarious, Susie and Abe would love to chat with you. If you can sing or play an instrument, Keith, choir, you would love to talk to them, right? And welcome them in. If you can say hello, we'll, we'll keep it that basic. There's a place perfectly created just for you. Maybe you are insightful and love to read. Share those insights. Share them in your growth group. Share them with kids that are running around the church because guess what? One of them, his parents are sitting in the front row, grew up to be a pastor. We're listening. We're looking to you. You have something that is unique. And so I invite you to practice that today, this week. Because when we are connected to God and empowered through Christ to think, create, and live like Jesus, we witness well and glorify God. To God belongs the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, we are grateful that you did love us first. And you saw to create us. And you made us wonderful and weird and funny and kind and generous. And Lord, we ask that you would use us. Send us forth from this place, wherever we may go that we would serve and love those whom you send us to. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Eileen, and thank you for listening. This afternoon was the Harvest Festival, and thank you to everyone who helped make this event such a success. Because of your loving faces, the community experiences the great Christian community that we have here. There are two important mental health ministry events coming up in a couple of weeks. The first is a class on Saturday, November 16th, from 9 to 11 a.m., Mental Health and Adolescence. In this class, hosted by Pastor Scott and Laura Mitchell, licensed therapist Megan Broderick, who is head of counseling at the Bishop School, will help us to better understand and handle the variety of mental health and faith issues adolescents and families wrestle with. An RSVP is helpful, and you can email Laura Mitchell at M-I-T-C-H-L-S, and then the number 4, at gmail.com. The next day, Sunday, November 17th, at 10 a.m. in room LC3, Reverend Scott Mitchell is presenting Surviving the Holidays. The holiday season is especially tough when we're grieving the loss of a loved one. In this class, we will lift each other up amid our shared loss and explore ways in which the Lord can guard us and guide us as we graciously move through a suddenly altered season. Contact Rev. Scott Mitchell at scottm at ljpress.org. Finally, LJPC recently made a decision to go green with solar panels. Donations have exceeded $250,000, and we're hoping to pay off the debt by 2020. Generous donors have offered $50,000 matching gift for all new gifts received before the end of November. Please consider making a one-time donation beyond your normal giving to help us meet this goal. What a blessing! There are pledge cards in the pews in the office, and it's easy and safe to give online. Look for the blue Donate button toward the bottom of every page of the website, ljpress.org. 
You can find a complete listing of what's going on around La Jolla Press on our website at ljpress.org. That's ljpres.org, or call the church office at 858-454-0713. We hope you have a wonderful week full of many blessings, and we hope to see you soon.